What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellowship. My name is Kyle. In this video, it's going to be the most important video I put out all summer. There will be a part two, uh, but I want to let you know that that will be out next week. It's going to be a more of a condensed version of what we're going over today. I'm calling this the ultimate fantasy football draft guide or whatever it is. And basically, we're going to do a lap around the entire NFL. I'm going to look at each team's fantasy football depth chart. We're going to get you guys all of the important takes and the players that you guys need to be targeting. Let's hop right into it. It's going to be a long video. We're probably going to go over an hour here. I'm going to try and go as quickly and thoroughly as I can. We're going to start here in the AFC North. And uh, the first team here, I'm going to zoom in a little bit here. Uh, we're going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, the Ravens, obviously, it's centered, the offense is centered around Lamar Jackson. They got the new offensive coordinator there, Todd Munkin, who's going to put more wide receivers on the field. It's going to lead to more passing attempts for Lamar Jackson. So I expect him to have better passing numbers than we've been used to. And also, having more receivers on the field, it does increase the yards per carry for quarterback rushing attempts. So Lamar Jackson, top five quarterback when he's healthy. That's the only thing, when he's healthy. Hopefully, he can play a full 16, 17-game season, but that – does have a little bit of risk. You know, he's going to maybe miss a game or two just the way he plays and, and, and just how athletic he is with, with running the ball. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy. But again, I still think he's a top five QB and he's worth, you know, the QB four, QB five selection in your fantasy drafts. Uh, after that, Huntley and Anthony Brown, we don't really care about. Uh, at the running back position, J.K. Dobbins, he was going at a discount a couple weeks ago. He finally got off the PUP list and he's looking like a guy that I want to target as my running back too. Uh, I don't think there's another running back on here that needs to be drafted in redraft leagues. Gus Edwards is kind of the handcuff, but we're still not really sure. Justice Hill looks good. Melvin Gordon's there too. I would expect these four running backs to be the guys that they carry uh, onto the roster week one. But I really like J.K. Dobbins. I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to be the primary ball carrier. He's a really good running back. He's averaged over five yards per carry throughout his career. And if he's falling into the end zone and if he's getting more receptions in the passing game, that's what's going to make him a running back one. So I like Dobbins. You can pencil him in as your running back two. For where he's being drafted, you could even get him as your third running back and flex him or put him on your bench and see what happens with him. So I like Dobbins. Uh, the wide receiver room, if you have to draft one, it's Zay Flowers. The dude looked good in the preseason game the other night. He's going to be on the field a ton. You have Odell Beckham, who's just another year older, coming back from injury still. I don't know if we trust him. He's fine as a bench piece on you know in your redraft leagues. And then same thing with Rashad Bateman. I really love Bateman's talent. The dude was balling last year before he went down with the Liz Frank injury. And for where he's being drafted right now, you can easily put him on your bench and see what happens with him. He's, he doesn't cost a high draft pick. I like putting Ravens assets on my team. Bateman, I'd rather have over than uh, more than L.L. Beckham. And as a sleeper, on the waiver wire at some point, we might be talking about Nelson Aguilar at some point this season. I'm not sure. He's not draftable, but for sure, Zay Flowers, Odell, Rashad Bateman's going to get drafted. And then, of course, I don't need to tell you to take Mark Andrews. He's worth the third-round pick or wherever he's going in your in your redraft league here. And, uh, yeah, he's set to lead the Ravens in targets, yards, receptions, probably receiving touchdowns as well. So the Ravens offense, man, you have to, you have to grab some of these guys because they're going to be very, very helpful this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Lamar Jackson can stay healthy for a full season. Let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. <clears throat> and this one's all about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's the one – if you have to pick one player from the Browns, make it Nick Chubb. He's worth a late first-round pick in a standard or half PPR league. In a full PPR league, yeah, he gets dinged a little bit for his you know lack of pass catching. But I think he's going to be set up for more pass receiving work than he has in his career just because look at the backups. Jerome Ford, Demetric Felton, and John Kelly – a bunch of nothing. He's had Kareem Hunt, you know, there stealing passes and other third down and goal line work in the past. Whereas I think this year, Nick Chubb sets himself up to have a career season. 
He's probably the odds-on favorite to lead the league in rushing yards this year. Hopefully double-digit touchdowns. Nick Chubb's as safe as they come. You can lock him in as your running back one. He's a top-five running back this year. And, again, if he's catching more passes, man, he might be a monster this year in full PPR. So I love Nick Chubb. After that, there's a lot of questions here. I think Amari Cooper is going to be like a solid wide receiver too for fantasy pretty much in any format. Uh, I'm very high on Elijah Moore who just goes way too cheap in redraft leagues right now. You can one, get him on your bench, uh, but I do think he's going to have, you know, wide receiver three flex value in a full PPR league. So he's one of the stashes that I like here. I don't know if we need to draft on people's Jones. He might be a guy that you put on the end of your bench and just start him in a flex situation or a bye week situation, something like that. Uh, but I do think all three receivers are fruitful this year. On the bench, I don't think there's anybody we're drafting here. I do like Cedric Tillman, but he's not going to be fantasy relevant unless one of the guys ahead of him gets hurt. Uh, and then David Njoku is just like a he's a low end tight end one. He's going to be around tight end eight, nine, ten in that range by the end of the year, assuming he stays healthy. I like Njoku a lot. If you miss on one of the top tight ends, you can make Njoku your guy. And then really the star, the straw that stirs this whole drink is Deshaun Watson. He's kind of being drafted around QB 10, which feels about right. Hopefully he can return to, you know, his Houston Texan form where he was running the ball a lot and had a nice, uh, nice passing efficiency. I think he was averaging around 69, 70% completion percentages. Hopefully he can return to that form. Uh, and I do think he's going to perform as a fringe QB one in a super flex league. He looks great as your QB two. Uh, but if you do draft him as your QB one, I, I wouldn't mind taking another shot on a guy like Anthony Richardson or Jared Goff. That way you just kind of, you know, hedge your bet. He's going so late in a redraft league, like round eight, nine, 10 in that range where you can pull off two QBs. And even if you need to play the matchups or something like that, I think there's room for it. So I like the Browns, but it's, it's all about Nick Chubb for me. That's the one Brown that I want. <clears throat> Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like the Steelers, man. They've been dominating this preseason. They're having a really fun time. Uh, let's start with the wide receivers because I think that's probably the, the most fruitful for, uh, part for fantasy. Deontay Johnson's a wide receiver, too, in full PPR leagues. I think George Pickens is a wide receiver, three, in full PPR leagues. And he does have wide receiver, two, upside. If he's catching the balls, uh, catching a, a lot more balls in, in doing different routes than he did last year, he was kind of like a go-route guy. But if they're involving him more in, in quick screens and slants and just getting the ball in his hands more, he could finish as a top 25 wide receiver. I do think Pickens is a better half PPR and standard lead pick. And I think Deontay is like a gem in full PPR leagues. You want him as your wide receiver three. He's priced so low that he's one of the best values for wide receivers right now. Uh, Allen Robinson's there's the three, but keep an eye on Calvin Austin. I do think we might be talking about a, a third wide receiver on the waiver wire at some point this year for the Steelers. It's between Calvin Austin and, and Allen Robinson. And then Pat Frymuth, man. Again, if you miss on one of the top six or seven tight ends, Pat Frymuth should be the next guy on your list. The dude was top six in all the, the tight end metrics last year, whether it was receptions, yards, targets. He didn't score a lot of touchdowns. That was the thing. This year, I'm expecting Kenny Pickett and the passing offense to uh, put up a good amount of touchdowns. So that's why I like Deontay Pickens and Pat Frymuth. They should all be on your list this season. <clears throat> and then the running back room. Jalen Warren's so good, guys. He's one of my favorite players to put on your bench this year. I, I just want you, if you're drafting this weekend, try and find a way to get Jalen Warren on your bench. I think Jalen Warren is, is kind of like their Tony Pollard. If you think about two years ago when, you know, Zeke was the guy, Tony Pollard started making a lot of plays. And then last year, Tony Pollard was so good that they couldn't ignore him. I think we're in that first stage where Jalen Warren is like, he's going to be on the field a good amount. He might not be a startable RB2 every week, but he's going to put up points. Uh, whether it's, you know, seven to 10 fantasy points per game. And if anything happens to Najee Harris, you have a potential league winning back here. So I absolutely love Jalen Warren. And with Najee Harris, 
Uh, I like Najee Harris. I think he's more of a running back too. I don't see top 10, top 12 upside because Jalen Warren's so good that he's going to be the primary third down back. I, I would bet good money that Jalen Warren has more receptions at the end of the season than Najee Harris. So Najee, he's all volume as a runner. He's probably the goal line back, but again, uh, I want to pump the brakes on Najee. I think he's more of a running back too. There's other running backs in his range that I'm drafting right now. And then Kenny Pickett, Super flex leagues, he can be your QB2, you know, your QB2 or 3. I, I don't think he has much value in a 1QB league, but super flex leagues, I do like Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to have a nice second year uh, of his career. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, and everything's, you know, around Joe Burrow and his calf strain. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be starting for week one. If he doesn't play week one, we'll be okay. He might be there for week two, but I'm not overly concerned. I still think Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in fantasy football he might not run the ball as much you know early on but again he's had a lot of time to heal this calf strain and I think he's going to be just fine by the end of it um so take him as you know QB fives QB six off the board uh the running backs Joe Mixon I think where Joe Mixon's going he's a fantastic running back too on your fantasy roster um and if you want to wait for a running back he could be your running back one too I, I think he's right there in the mix for you know a top 10 top 12 running back finish assuming he stays healthy of course because I don't really trust the running backs behind him Trayvon Williams has been on the team for a few years Chase Brown the rookie Chris Evans has also been there for a few years none of these guys have really popped out uh in training camp and Trayvon Williams is, is injured right now we haven't seen him a lot um so I think it's going to be a lot of Joe Mixon. He's a volume play. I'd rather have Joe Mixon over Najee Harris in that range of the draft. Uh, but honestly, the Bengals are all about Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. These are the two biggest assets on this team. Take Jamar Chase second, third, fourth overall, wherever you need. Personally, I'm probably taking him second overall after Justin Jefferson. I think he's that good. He's led, He led the league in targets per game last year, and he did miss a few games. But uh, a healthy Jamar Chase probably set to destroy uh, and set some career highs in 2023. Love Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, <clears throat> I honestly think he's being drafted a little bit too high right now. I think he profiles as like wide receiver 15, 16. As long as Jamar Chase is healthy, T. Higgins is not going to be able to get there. Uh, he's going to average, you know, maybe 14, 15 points per game. He's going to be a guy that catches some a lot of big plays, but uh, he does tend to get injured a little bit too, just the way his style of play is. He does get tackled and injured and things like that. So uh, I I like him as a wide receiver too in my fantasy lineups, but I'm, I'm taking, you know, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, maybe even Keenan Allen over T. Higgins because I, I don't see Higgins get, going over 80, 85 receptions this year unless a Jamar Chase injury happens. So I like Higgins as a wide receiver too. But just pump the brakes on him. Don't reach for him in the second round of your drafts. Tyler Boyd's just a bench piece guy. He's fine. He's a wide receiver three on his team. He doesn't need to be a big asset in your in your redraft leagues. And then Irv Smith, man, like Hayden Hurst was decent last year in this offense. There will be targets. You know, 60, 70 targets are on, on the deck here. So maybe 40, 50 receptions for Irv Smith. He's a tight end too. Put him on your bench if you wait for tight end. Say you want to grab, uh, <clears throat> you know, David Njoku and Irv Smith. Something like that could pay off. But otherwise, not a lot to you know look for here on the bench. My money's on Trayvon Williams being the RB2. He might be worth you know a, a waiver wire pickup at some point if we figure out who the RB2 is. And then keep an eye on Charlie Jones and Andre Yosivas. <coughs> Yosivas, I think is how you pronounce it. They're going to be battling for the fourth and fifth wide receiver job. And if anything happens to one of the top three guys, they will be uh, put into the lineup. But I'm spending too much time on the AFC North. we got to quick it up, and we're going to go over to the NFC North. Chicago Bears. The only two draftable, there's there's three draftable guys here. It's Justin Fields, yes, as a top five QB. It's Khalil Herbert as an RB2, and it's DJ Moore as a wide receiver, too. After that, 
I'm not interested in Darnell Mooney. This team doesn't pass the ball enough, so let somebody else take him. Same with Chase Claypool. There's just not enough volume to go around for these guys to be fantasy startable uh, assets. Cole Komet maybe as a tight end, you know, fringe tight end, but he's, again, he's a little bit boomer bust. I just think with all the volume or the lack of volume in this passing offense, it's only DJ Moore that's draftable for me. I do think Cole Komet can be a tight end too, but again, for startable fantasy assets, it's DJ Moore. Still not sure who the RB2 is, but Khalil Herbert looks to be locked into the RB1 role. I, again, I don't know how much he's going to get in the receiving column, column so that's going to you know lower his upside a little bit. But I do like him as a startable RB2 flex in fantasy leagues this year. And then it's all Justin Fields. I do expect him to take a, a little step as a passer this year, but honestly, all of his value comes from his legs. So as long as he's healthy, he's going to put up top five numbers. Kind of like Lamar, I had to dock him a game or two. Just with the style in the way that these running quarterbacks play, he might miss the game or two. That does make me, you know, look towards Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow in his range of outcomes. But uh, otherwise, the sleeper to watch here is Roshan Johnson. If anything happens to Quill Herbert, they drafted this rookie here, uh, and, and he's going to be an, an every-down kind of guy. He can catch the ball. He can pass pro. He can run the ball very well as well. So keep an eye on Roshan Johnson, but it's Fields, Herbert, DJ Moore. Uh, Tyler Scott, the rookie to keep an eye on there, too, for the receivers. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. I'm actually excited about the Packers offense. I think there's some fantasy assets here. Jordan Love's only a QB2 option for Superflex League. Don't get crazy. He's not a QB1 in a 1QB league. Uh, but I do think Aaron Jones, man, has got some sneaky upside. I think he can be a top 10, top 12 running back. He was RB7 or 8 last year in full PPR with Aaron Rodgers. And again, the Packers offense stunk last year. I think the Packers offense will still not be great, but it'll be kind of what it was last year. So Aaron Jones, he might be their leading receiver this year. We don't know. He's going to lead the team in, in rushing yards. I think that much is for sure. Whether he gets to touchdowns or not, we'll ultimately decide where he finishes in fantasy formats. But Aaron Jones, man, for where he's being drafted and get him as your RB2, I think he can pay off as a, a top 10, top 12 running back one. A.J. Dillon, not a guy we're going to want to start every week, but a guy I want on my bench. You know, if Aaron Jones goes down, you have a league-winning pick here in A.J. Dillon. And uh, he does have, you know, 7 to 10 point you know, a seven to 10 point range of, of RB2 value. If you need to whip them out there in a bye week or something like that. Uh, and then every December, it's like AJ Dillon season. He's going to score touchdowns when it gets cold. So I like Dillon late in the year. Uh, what to do with the receiving option? Cause I like Watson. I like Romeo Dobbs. I like Jade Reed and I like Luke Musgrave. Let's get Musgrave out of the way. Dude might be a top 12 tight end this year. If you want to wait for tight end and make a duo, <clears throat> make Luke Musgrave one of those tight ends because Dude's going to be on the field a lot. He's got no competition behind him. He's being heavily targeted in the preseason games. He might be the second or third target in this offense. So looks really good for Musgrave. Put him on the end of your bench, see what happens. Uh, obviously, Christian Watson's the wide receiver. That's got the highest ceiling for this team. Uh, a lot of people think he's a one-trick pony. I think he's going to develop a little bit more as a route runner this year and hopefully catch some short and intermediate routes. Uh, they like to get him the ball in space. So we'll see. I, I think Watson... Pencil him in as a wide receiver three on your team. You're probably going to like that price. Romeo Dobbs, a good wide receiver to pull off on your bench, whether he's your four or five. I think you can spot start him, you know, flex him on a bye week, something like that. I do like Romeo Dobbs a lot, uh, even though the, the you know, the, the, the metrics and, the, and, and a lot of the analytic guys don't like Dobbs. I do like Dobbs. He, he plays better than the analytics say. Uh, and then Jaden Reed, man, <clears throat> if you want to draft a rookie wide receiver with one of your last picks, <clears throat> put Jaden Reed on the list. Um, he's going to be on the field a lot. He's the clear number three wide receiver. He's already making plays and clicking with Jordan Love. And <clears throat> honestly, he's one injury away from being a startable fantasy asset, I believe. He's going to be the fourth target in this offense. But man, anything happens to Watson or Dobbs, 
or even Musgrave for that matter, we're going to be talking about Jordan Reed or Jaden Reed on the waiver wire. So uh, I like the Packers. They're pretty cheap. They're pretty reasonable to get in your redraft league. So go ahead and do so. Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings. I don't need to tell you to take Justin Jefferson. He's the 101 this year in pretty much any format. Dude's going to flirt with 2,000 yards, maybe 14, 15 touchdowns is on the horizon. Just don't know how many receptions he's going to get, but it's going to be a ton. Jefferson should be the first overall pick. After that, a lot of questions. I think TJ Hawkinson is probably the next Viking to get drafted in the fourth or fifth round. He's a solid top three tight end option. He's going to be there on volume. He's kind of a, honestly, I, I feel safer with Hawkinson than I do Mark Andrews just because I trust Kirk Cousins to stay healthy. I expect Hawkinson to be the number two target in this offense. I like Hawkinson. Don't like the price tag though, to be honest with you. Fourth and fifth round, there's other players that I like in that range. Um, I'm watching the wide receiver two spot. I don't know if it's Jordan Addison. I don't know if it's KJ Osborne. I think they're going to, you know, kind of ping pong back and forth. They're each going to have their moments in the sun. Uh, but Addison, the high profile rookie first round pick, he's worth putting on the bench. I don't know if we're going to want to start him week one. We want to see what it looks like with the snaps and the routes and the participation and whatnot. But Addison deserves to be a player as like your wide receiver four, first guy off the bench kind of thing. Osborne, he kind of reminds me of like Tyler Boyd. Michael Gallup, a guy that has usefulness. If an injury happens, he's one injury away from being probably in our fantasy lineups. And he's a good receiver. He really emerged last year. So keep an eye on KJ Osborne. Put him on the end of your bench. See what happens. Uh, and then Alexander Madison, to me, he profiles as a really nice running back, too. As long as he's healthy, we're going to be starting him there. Uh, and then the guy to watch is Ty Chandler. I think Ty Chandler might work in on third downs. I believe Madison's the goal line back, but keep an eye on Ty Chandler. If anything happens to Madison, I think Ty Chandler is the clear RB2. I'm not buying Dwayne McBride. I'm not buying Kenny Nwongwu. Uh, but that's pretty much it for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, man, if you want to wait for your QB1 in a 10 or 12-man league and just get Kirk Cousins, the dude's going to be top five in passing yards. He's going to be top five in passing touchdowns. He's just going to be there. He doesn't offer any rushing upside, but Kirk Cousins is a good passing quarterback. He just doesn't run the ball. He can be a top 10 Top 12, QB1. Again, one of my preferred strategies, wait for QB. Grab Kirk Cousins and Anthony Richardson and call it a day. And you're, you're going to be able to play the matchups off that. Uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions, one of the best fantasy offenses in football last year. Going to even be better this year. Uh, Jared Goff fits that QB, you know, that QB strategy of waiting for two QBs. You can grab Goff and Kirk Cousins. You can grab Goff and Anthony Richardson, Goff and Geno Smith. Play the matchups. Goff's a good quarterback. He was a top 12 QB1 last year. I expect him to be that this year. Again, uh, Jameer Gibbs, going somewhere in the third round of fantasy drafts. He's a PPR target for me. Not so much in half PPR and standard. His value pretty much just comes from the targets that he's going to be able to get in this offense. I do expect him to have a nice base role as a running back in this in this offense. But uh, honestly, it's, it's all Montgomery. Montgomery's going to lead this team in carries, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns. He is one of the best value picks right now in any format. He's just going way too late. Um, and, and if for some reason he gets to 10, 12 rushing touchdowns, he's going to be a smash. I, I pencil him in as a running back too every time in my drafts. One of my favorite targets, David Montgomery. And I still like Jameer Gibbs a lot, man. I think he's a really solid RB2 in PPR with RB1 upside every week. Depends if he scores a touchdown or not. But it's going to be Montgomery inside the five. It's going to be Jameer Gibbs, you know, on third downs and in passing situations. But there's room for two running backs here. We saw that last year in this offense. Almond Ross St. Brown. One of my favorite wide receivers to draft. Get him in the second round. In a full PPR league, sign me up. Like, I want him in a full PPR league. I think he's got top five upside in that format. Half PPR standard, not as excited, but the dude's going to score touchdowns. He's going to catch a lot of passes. He's going to get a lot of yards. Amon Ra is really, really good. Uh, after that, I'm probably not drafting Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. I'm, honestly, I'm not drafting Jameson Williams. I just don't want to hold a guy for six weeks. 
he needs to prove it to me first before I draft. So maybe we'll evaluate Jameson Williams next season. And then kind of like Luke Musgrave, man, put Sam Laporta on your bench as your tight end too. He's going to be on the field a ton. He might even be the second or third target for Jared Goff. Um, we'll see. I like Laporta. You guys should too. Nobody really on the bench here to note, uh, but there you have it. The NFC North. Let's move on to the NFC East. And I do need to pick up the pace a little bit. We're 20 minutes in and we've only been through eight teams. Uh, a lot to go here. Uh, New York Giants. Um, Saquon Barkley's the first giant off the board. <clears throat> I do think he's worth a late first, early second round pick in a full PPR setting. I have no issues with Saquon Barkley. He proved last year that he is not injury prone. If as long as he stays healthy, man, you got a top five back and he's going to not, he's not coming off the field. We know that. And honestly, I think the Giants offense is going to probably uh, pop this year. They're going to be one of the breakout offenses this season, year two of Brian Dable's system. Daniel Jones getting more comfortable. They got more weapons on offense. There should be more scoring opportunities for this offense. I love Saquon Barkley. And honestly, he qualifies as one of the top six running backs for me that I want on my rosters this year. That's CMC, Eckler, Barkley, Bijan, Chubb, and Tony Pollard. Those are the six running backs that I want in the first two rounds. Barkley's one of them. The backup's going to be Matt Breida. Maybe we see Eric Gray and Matt Breida form a duo. I don't think James Robinson's going to make the team. Wide receivers, I honestly don't think we need to draft any of these guys in our redraft leagues. You can maybe draft Jalen Hyatt as one of your last picks, but it's going to be like whack-a-mole with these receivers. So to me, it's Barkley and it's Darren Waller. Darren Waller is worth a late fourth, early fifth round pick right now as your tight end one. Honestly, I personally prefer Darren Waller over Hawkinson, over Mark Andrews. He's uh, he's cheaper than both of them right now, and he might be better than them this year in fantasy football. He's probably going, if, as long as he plays 17 games, he's probably going for like 1,100 to 1,200 yards. I think he's their wide receiver one. He is literally a cheat code to put at your tight end spot because he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. So I want Darren Waller in every league that I can get him in right now. He is worth a fifth round pick if he's there. Slam dunk it in. And honestly, man, like Waller, Barkley, Daniel Jones, that is a really nice trio. I think Daniel Jones is in for another top 10, top 12 season. He's being drafted outside the top 10, top 12 right now. I don't get it. Make Daniel Jones a part of your two QB plan in a one QB league. Get Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. Get Daniel Jones and Jared Goff. Daniel Jones and Anthony Richardson. It's a great combo, and they're so cheap, man. Be one of the last teams to take your QB. Daniel Jones looks really good this year, and he's finally got a, a wide receiver we can trust. I think Hodgins, Slayton, and Campbell are all fine as your wide receiver six on the end of your bench. We'll evaluate that wide receiver spot as the season goes on. But Giants, I'm interested. The Commanders, I am interested. Let's get the Terry McLaurin thing out of the way. He's got a foot injury, a toe injury. Might be turf toe. Might be something that we want to avoid all season long. If this pushes you to Jahan Dotson, I'm all for it. I love Jahan Dotson. I actually have more Jahan Dotson exposure in best ball than I do Terry McLaurin. So I, I love Jahan Dotson. Uh, but let's start at the top. Sam Howell. QB2 for Superflex, not interested in a 1QB league. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, <clears throat> they both can be RB2s. I think Brian Robinson is a threat for 1,000 yards rushing this year. Uh, he's going to be more used as a receiver back, too, from the early preseason indications. It looks like both Gibson and Robinson can be low-end RB2s for fantasy football this year. Uh, Robinson, more of a standard half PPR pick for me. Gibson thrives in a full PPR, half PPR league. So make room for both these guys. They can be your RB3 on your bench. If you want to draft Brian Robinson or Gibson to start for you the first three games while you have Alvin Kamara or Brees Hall or Javante Williams, do so. The, the offense is going to run through the running backs. Both Robinson and Gibson are good. Draft them, please. And again, with Terry McLaurin, 
I think this toe injury might make me pause and, and look for some of the other players in his range. I'd rather have Darren Waller, the tight end. I'd rather have Drake London, Christian Watson, some of those other high upside, DJ Moore. Give me some of those healthier receivers right now. A toe injury could linger all season. I like Terry McLaurin, but I want him to fall to me like in the fifth round. Uh, but otherwise, man, like make Jahan Dotson your target because after McLaurin got hurt, boom, like five straight targets to Jahan Dotson. He's really good. And honestly, I – I don't know if Terry McLaurin's the wide receiver one here, guys. Jahan Dotson was a first-round pick. Terry McLaurin was not. The draft pedigree says Jahan Dotson might be their new wide receiver one in town. So he's the sleeper here. Jahan Dotson, put him on your team. Curtis Samuel, sure, in a PPR league at the end of your bench. And, guys, I'm going to do something crazy here. I'm going to put Logan Thomas as dead here. Their new starting tight end is Cole Turner. He's going to be a waiver wire tight end after the first week or two. I don't need to say much about it, but keep an eye on Cole Turner. I think I think he's a better tight end than Logan Thomas at this age, uh, and that's enough from the Washington Commanders. I'm excited about Washington. One of the best offenses in fantasy football, Eagles. I don't need to tell you to take Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Take them. They're freaking elite. Jalen Hurts is a good bet to finish as QB1 again. If not, he's top two, top three. He might even be better this year. We just don't know how good he can be. So Jalen Hurts is worth a late second, third round pick, whatever you got to spend on him. Do it. I like it. I don't love spending up for QB, but if I'm going to buy Hurts, Allen, or Mahomes, it's probably Jalen Hurts for me. Running backs? I don't know who it's going to be, guys. I think this is going to be very, very annoying. I know there's going to be fancy points for this running back field, but they're going to split it up. DeAndre Swift's going to be the third down back. He's going to get some base carries. And Gainwell is going to get some base carries and some third down work and some some two-minute end-of-half, end-of-game work. Rashad Penny is going to get some first and second down work. Boston Scott's going to get some goal line work. It's literally a crapshoot. Uh, if you want to put one of these guys on your bench, yeah, DeAndre Swift in the seventh, eighth round, sure, put him on your bench. Full PPR only for Swift. Kenneth Gainwell, same thing. Full PPR only for him. Rashad Penny does look better in half PPR in standard leagues. But honestly, I'm kind of avoiding this. Like, be real, guys. If you're drafting an Eagle and it's not Hurts, A.J. Brown, Smith, or Goddard, you're doing it wrong, okay? Like, target those guys first. Uh, A.J. Brown, he's worth a late round. Like, he's a, he's a top five, top ten receiver. Lock it in. Devonta Smith, I have him as a top ten, top fifteen wide receiver. He does look best as a wide receiver, too. Uh, Smith's going to need an injury to A.J. Brown to fully unlock his wide receiver one abilities. Uh, but as long as A.J. Brown's healthy, A.J. Brown's a top five, top ten receiver. Devonta Smith's a top ten, top fifteen. We're not interested in Quez Watkins or Alameda Zacchaeus, but Dallas Goddard is the tight end to take. If you cannot hit Kelsey or Darren Waller, make Dallas Goddard your plan. In the sixth round, dude's got 900 to 1,000 yard upside in this offense. Jalen Hurts is going to let it eat. Goddard's going to catch touchdowns. He's going to catch four, five, six passes a game. Like The offense is going to move through Brown, Smith, Goddard. Make these guys your priority. And if you want a tight end, can't hit Waller, Dallas Goddard. He's so good, guys. We're going to see a career out of Dallas Goddard this season. Dallas Cowboys. Um, Tony Pollard, dude. Tony Pollard is the man. He's my RB3 in my projections this year. It's crazy, I know. But Pollard is set up for a massive season. He was RB8 last year, and they gave Zeke like 250 touches. Pollard's going to get a good chunk of those guys. And he was RB8 last year. I think he's a top five lock, assuming he plays 16, 17 games. He's worth a second round pick for where he's being drafted. Honestly, he's worth a top 10 pick. And I just said, he's my RB3. He should be off the board as a top five pick, but he's not. I love Tony Pollard. He is one of my favorite players to draft right now, especially in the second round. Um, don't know who the RB2 is. It's Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis, maybe Deuce Vaughn. Not draftable in my opinion. 
CD Lamb is the other part of this offense that you want a piece of. I don't think he's worth a first round pick, though. I think the added competition to Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup healthy, Jake Ferguson, I think CD Lamb is not a top five receiver. I think he's a top 10 receiver. He does look good as a wide receiver one, but man, if you can get, say you start your draft with AJ Brown, CD Lamb, put CD Lamb at your two, that looks pretty disgusting. So I, I like Lamb a lot. I just, I think he's more of a top 10 wide receiver than more of a top five upside guy. Uh, Brandon Cooks, He's being drafted in that Jahan Dotson range. I think he can be your wide receiver three flex, but he does look best as your first guy off the bench as your fourth receiver. Gallup, one of the last picks of your draft. Put him on your redraft bench, see what happens. Jake Ferguson, my favorite tight end sleeper of the entire season, 2023 season. Jake Ferguson's a top 12 tight end. If he plays the full season, he's getting the Dalton Schultz role. He's going to get 70 to 80 targets minimum. Dude's got 50 to 60 receptions in his hat this year. He's really good, and he's a really good blocker too, which means he's going to stay on the field. They've already told us that he's a starter. They didn't even play him week two because they've seen enough week one. Ferguson is the ultimate tight end target. Dude, honestly, I could come on with my draft with Jake Ferguson and Luke Musgrave and call it a day. I'm so happy with that duo. I absolutely love it. Tight end is an advantage here. If you can't get one of the top guys, I'm freaking punting all the way to the very end. It goes Kelsey, Waller, Goddard, Frymuth. Those are my big four targets throughout the draft early, you know, the early rounds. Otherwise, I'm waiting for Ferguson. I'm waiting for Mus- Musgrave. I'm waiting for Kincaid. I'm waiting I'm waiting for those rookie guys. Make Ferguson your tight end too this season. And then Dak Prescott. I know he's a solid quarterback. I know he's not an elite quarterback, but I know he's good. He belongs in that Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff tier. Make him one of your two QBs. Get Dak Prescott and Anthony Richardson. Make it happen. Goff is good. He's going to bounce back this year. That's it. That's your NFC East. Uh, moving on to the AFC East. This is pretty simple for me. It's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Those are the only two Dolphins that need to be drafted by you. You can make Tyreek Hill your first-round pick. You can make Jalen Waddle your second-round pick. I know Waddle's got a rib thing right now. I'm not overly concerned about it. I think Waddle could close the gap between Tyreek Hill this year. Either way, the Dolphins, Tyreek, and Waddle need to be in your lineups this year. Tyreek's going to be a top-five wide receiver. Any week that he's healthy, he's top-five. Any week that Jalen Waddle's healthy, he's right next to Devonta Smith, you know, as like a top 10, top 15 wide receiver. That's the engine of this whole team. Tua, he fits in that category of take another quarterback, take two. Make Tua and Dak Prescott, take Tua and Kirk, Tua and Anthony Richardson. He's got the health concerns and I I get it. So just take another quarterback. You You can bank on Tua being there around nine, round 10, grab two guys, play the matchups, have fun. Um, Honestly, I think Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are the draftable running backs here. I'm not interested in Devon A. Chang. He's got a shoulder thing right now. He's the clear number three. He might even not even be the number three here because Selvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin are there. Raheem Mostert can be your starting RB2 week one, and Jeff Wilson might even be the better one. I think put Mostert and Jeff Wilson on your bench this year, see what happens. I want them as my like RB4, RB5 because they're just going way too cheap. You can get them real late in fantasy drafts right now. Put them on your bench. You will have opportunities to put in your fantasy lineup. Barrios is the RB3. We're not, or the, the wide receiver three. We're not drafting him. Durham Smythe might be a waiver wire tight end at some point. He's not going to come off the field and he is the starting tight end. So keep those guys in mind. Dolphins, it's Tyreek, Waddle, Tua, and the running backs. All right, the New York Jets. I need some wine. If you have to draft one New York Jet this year, it's Garrett Wilson. Sign him up, round two. He's a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football. He's the new Devontae Adams. Draft him round two, okay? After that, like, there's a lot of question marks here. The Jets have one of the toughest schedules this year. Their offensive line's not good. 
I think I've seen a lot of guys, and I know a lot of you guys watching my videos, you guys like putting Aaron Rodgers as your QB1. This is a mistake. You can draft Aaron Rodgers, but you need to draft another QB with him. Rodgers falls in that tier of quarterbacks from like 10 to 18 for me where you need to draft two of them because you're not going to want to start Rodgers in this first six games, man. He's in a new offense, bad offensive line, really tough schedule. You're not going to want to just whip him out there blindly and you get your 200 yards and a touchdown, okay? You want to see what you're buying first. So when you draft Rodgers, you're drafting Anthony Richardson. You're drafting Rodgers in Tua. You're drafting Rodgers in Kirk, okay? Point clear. I like Rodgers. I want to root for him, but we got to pump the brakes on him. He's not a QB. He's not a top 12 QB the first six games of the year. So make sure you had your bet there. What do we do with these goddamn running backs, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook? I tend to think that Brees Hall is going to be a guy I want on my team in November and December. I do not want Dalvin Cook on my team for those months. Dalvin Cook can be your RB2, you know, the first month. But after that, I am unsure. So personally, I think Dalvin Cook's a bad pick. I don't see him lasting all season long with that role because their, their charts are going to cross paths at some point. When Brees Hall's ready to be the lead back, he will be the lead back. Dalvin Cook will be a change of pace back. So very treacherous. You have to have a leap of faith here. Personally, I don't like drafting running backs off serious knee injuries. Brees Hall is a talented back coming off a knee injury. I might wait till next year to draft Brees Hall on my redraft teams. I'm not quite sure what to do. So this is a, a buyer's risk, buyer's reward thing. If you want Brees Hall on your championship roster, draft him in the fifth round, wherever he's going. If you want Dalvin Cook, don't take Dalvin Cook. I think he's a bad pick. Um, Lazard, sure, put him on your bench. Hardman, probably not draftable. I do think Tyler Conklin, though, can be drafted as a fringe tight end one. I, that actually, I feel more comfortable about Conklin on my team than Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook because I know he's the tight end one. I, I think Conklin's going to be useful. But honestly, Jets, to me, it's Garrett Wilson or Bust, guys. I, I think this is going to be a hard team to predict. Um, so it, it's frustrating. That's my best take here. I'm just being honest with you guys. Garrett Wilson, everything else has questions. New England Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I'm serious, guys. Don't draft any Patriots not named Ramondre Stevenson. Ezekiel Elliott may be on the end of your bench if you're feeling really risky, but it's Ramondre Stevenson, end of list. Mac Jones, Superflex, QB3. I'm not trusting Juju. I'm not trusting Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Hunter Henry can be a low-end tight end, too. He can be a tight end one streamer. But honestly, guys, it's Ramondre Stevenson, end of list for the Patriots. I'm sorry if you're a Patriots fan, but like I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I don't want to waste any time here. It's Ramondre Stevenson and maybe Zeke, maybe Hunter Henry. The Bills will spend a little bit of time on because Josh Allen's being drafted as a QB3 off the board. That's fine. Their offensive line stinks. Very worried about that. I do think Josh Allen's going to be there, though. Top three, top five QB is his floor. If you're drafting Stephon Diggs in the first round, I'm cool with it. He's up there in age. I usually don't like to grab a guy that's near 30. I like getting the guys that are 24, 25 in the first round. So I'll just put that out there. Uh, I do like Gabe Davis on my bench as my wide receiver four. Deontay Hardy is the clear wide receiver three to me based on preseason usage. We're not drafting him though. Draft Dalton Kincaid guys. Here's your wide receiver three for the Buffalo Bills and you can put him at your tight end slot, which is just unfair. Yes, Dawson Knox is the actual starting tight end. Like he's not coming off the field very much. Knox will be the inline blocking tight end. Kincaid is, he's the new Cole Beasley. He's the starting slot receiver. They're going to be on the field a lot together. I do not consider Kincaid a tight end. Okay, guys. And the fact that we can get him as our tight end is not fair. 
put him on your list as your tight end too, guy. If you came away with Dalton Kincaid and Jake Ferguson, I'm like, hell yeah, that's great. That's uh, that's perfect. You know, if you missed on the good tight ends, I want Kincaid and Ferguson. I want Kincaid and Musgrave. Take the rookie tight ends because they're not tight ends. Um, running backs, boys, I, I love James Cook. He's one of my favorite guys. I've been pumping James Cook up since May and June. It just sucks now that he's his hype's through the roof. I understand he costs a late fifth, early sixth round pick. I still think he can be a running back too. I think Damian Harris is dust. I think Latavius Murray is better than, than Damian Harris at this point of, of their career, which is crazy. So do not draft Damian Harris. You can put Latavius Murray on the end of your bench if you need to, but James Cook is the guy that they want to put on the field and be their running back one. In a full PPR league, I'll draft James Cook. Half PPR maybe, standard league, no. I think you can stay away from the Bills running backs. It's Allen, Diggs, Davis, Kincaid. That is the core. Sprinkles of James Cook and PPR. It's going to be messy, I think, this year because they're going to spread the ball around. I want James Cook to hit, but again, full PPR only for the Buffalo Bills. Bills got to figure out their offensive line, man. It doesn't look good for their offensive line. They're going to have a tough schedule this year. All right, I need a break. Moving on to the AFC South. About 37 minutes into the show, if you're still with me, let me know your favorite player to draft this season in the comments below. Like the video, subscribe, all that good stuff. Houston Texans, let's just be quick. Damian Pierce, end of list. He's the only redraft player you need on your team this year. I think you can make an argument for Dalton Schultz as a tight end one option. I think you can make a case for Nico Collins. You make a case for Robert Woods, Tank Dell, but it's going to be frustrating as hell. You know, starting these guys as your wide receiver three flex, probably not going to happen. I do like Nico Collins, though, as my wide receiver five. Robert Woods could lead this team in receptions. Tank Bell could lead this team in receptions. I just don't know. But you got to be real with yourself. If you're drafting a Texan and it's not Damian Pierce, it's like, what are you doing? He's their best player. He's going to touch the ball the most. It's Damian Pierce or bust. I think he's a top 12 running back, guys. If he stays healthy by the end of the year, I do not think Devin Singletary is any good. Do not draft Devin Singletary. Pierce is going to lead the team in carries. He's going to flirt with like 275 rushing attempts this year. Honestly, preseason usage is indicating Damian Pierce is the bell cow back. He's not going to come off the field. Maybe once every third series, he'll come off the field. He's going to lead the team in running back carries, running back receptions, running back targets. If he stays healthy and the Texans are decent, dude's going to be a top 12 running back. We can get him as your RB2. I love Damian Pierce. CJ Stroud only in super flex leagues as a QB2 or 3. I'm rooting for the Texans, man. I want the Texans to be good. I think we're going to see some, some good stuff out of them this year. <clears throat> Jaguars. All right, let's just put these guys on the list. The only guys you should be drafting, Trevor Lawrence, ETN, Ridley, Kirk, Bigsby, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram. Literally the whole team. It's, it's going to be a really good Jacksonville season. The whole team should be drafted. I think Lawrence, probably one of the better priced QBs right now. You get him in the seventh or eighth round. He's going to be top seven, top eight QB. He's going to be a year three leaper. Love Trevor Lawrence. He's got the best offense that he's had in his two years here. Love Trevor Lawrence. Make him part of your plans. If you miss on one of the top guys, Lawrence is probably the best priced one. And honestly, it falls off after Lawrence. He's QB eight. After that, you're looking at Deshaun, Dak. If you want Deshaun, if you want Trevor Lawrence, man, I, I, I agree with it. I think ETN doesn't have top 10 upside, but I think he's a really strong RB2. He's the leading back on this team here. We are nervous about Tank Bigsby maybe stealing touchdowns and third down work. So ETN, he's not a great pass catcher. He's a really good runner, though. He's going to run for 1,100 yards. He's going to get six to eight touchdowns this year. 
put him in as your RB2. He's a great offense. I think ETN will be just fine. He's a top 15 back for me. Now, Bigsby, put him on your bench. If anything happens to ETN, you're starting Tank Bigsby that week. And Bigsby does have any week he could fall into the end zone because they like him, okay? Uh, so put him on your bench. He's one of the exciting rookies to draft. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, put him on your teams. I think they're. I think Ridley's a wide receiver too. I think Kirk's a wide receiver three. Uh, Ridley's going to lead the team in probably targets and in yards. I could see Kirk leading the team in receptions. Don't know about touchdowns, but the early preseason indication is that Ridley is the clear wide receiver one here. And honestly, man, they're going to use Zay Jones a lot. I think Zay Jones is one of those guys just like Gallup, Osborne, Boyd, one of those wide receiver threes that you can put on the end of your bench. He's going to be startable every week because he could just pop off for like six targets or six receptions and 80 yards and a touchdown. So put him on your end of your bench. And then Evan Ingram, if I miss on Fryermuth, if I miss on Najoku, Ingram's always there. He's a good offense. You could grab him and put him as your tight end one. He's a top 10 tight end for me. But absolutely love the Jacksonville offense. Nobody really I want to note here on their secondary part of the bench. Titans, golly. Tannehill's a super flex QB. Derrick Henry. I don't love him as a second round pick. Again, I mentioned the six running backs at the top of the show that I want. Derrick Henry's not one of them. I'd rather take the young upside wide receivers. Give me Waddle, Metcalf, Smith, um, Olave. I'm looking at those guys there. I do think there's a room for Derrick Henry to be a top 10 running back this year, but their offensive line's really bad. He's 30 years old. There's better picks in his range. I think he, he can work out. If you want to start your draft with Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry, that works. For me, I'm all about positional value. Derrick Henry is a running back one. Eh. Derrick Henry is RB2. Yes, that, that looks really good. So start your draft with a running back. Come back with a running back. Derrick Henry can be your RB2. I love it. I'm putting Tajay Spears on the end of my bench as my RB5 or 6. I think he's got a lot of juice. Something happens to Derrick Henry. Tajay Spears is the next man up. Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins. Burks is hurt right now. I'm buying him at a discount. I think he's a guy I want on my bench. Dude was he's, he was going to be a breakout receiver if he didn't get hurt. Honestly, uh, Hopkins is a wide receiver three for me. Any format doesn't matter. Dude's going to lead the team in targets. He's a, he's going to be a beast. Okay, he's really good. Do not discount him. He can be your wide receiver three in the fifth or sixth round. Traylon Burks, man, put him on your bench. I think he's going to be out there week one. Maybe not week two is fine. Put him on your bench. I think he's going to be a player though because they run two wide receiver sets, so he's not coming off the field when he's on the field. And he's really good. He's really good. Put him on your bench. You might be starting him at some point this year. Not interested in Kyle Phillips, Nick Westbrookina, all these garbage receivers here. Uh, Chico Conquo fits the mold as a, as a tight end, too. If you want to draft Chico Conquo and Jake Ferguson, Chico Conquo and Dalton Kincaid, I'm fine with it. Dude popped in a lot of efficiency metrics last year as a rookie, so he's good. I just Titans, pump the brakes. I don't know if you need a Titan on your team this year. I'll just say that. Colts. I'm not going to waste time talking about Jonathan Taylor, guys. Jonathan Taylor is a terrible draft pick right now. If you're drafting this weekend, do not take Jonathan Taylor. There's just too much uncertainty. One, the team he's playing on doesn't want him, and he doesn't want to be there. Two, he's got a weird ankle injury that requires surgery. It's just a bunch of bullshit with Jonathan Taylor. Do not take him at any point. If he falls to the eighth round, sure, I'll take Jonathan Taylor. But right now, I do not like the vibes around JT. We'll talk about him next year. Really, the only guy I want in the Colts is Anthony Richardson. I mentioned him multiple times. He is the ideal QB2. In a super flex league, sign me up. Otherwise, like, guys, if you're in a 10 or 12-man league and you're drafting one QBs for a starter, I'm taking Anthony Richardson and whatever white quarterback you want to take. 
as your your QB two. I'm probably getting 18 points per game out of Anthony Richardson just because that's that's what running quarterbacks average. Okay, and if Jonathan Taylor's not there, who's their goal line back? Shane Steichen just gave Jalen Hurts the QB one season last year. Anthony Richardson is the steal of the draft at the QB position. Draft him, please. Draft Kirk Cousins and Anthony Richardson. Start Kirk Cousins week one. I'm cool with it. Let's see what Richardson can do. I just know you're going to want Richardson on your team at some point this year. Honestly, guys, if Jonathan Taylor's not there, I don't care who the who the RB is. Drake, Moss, Jackson, Hull, it's going to be a shit show. They're going to run a running back by committee. Yeah, you guys can apply. You're going to be digging under rocks looking for bugs, basically looking for fancy points here. So I, I'm going to let somebody else deal with this. It's not a very good spot to be in unless they sign for net or Kareem hunt or something like that, or trade for a running back. I'll change my stance then, but I think it's going to be RB by committee. Pittman jr. Is a wide receiver three, four off the bench. I'm fine with him. I think he's going to be getting targets. Alec Pierce is a deep threat. I put him in that tier of KJ Osborne, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, Zay Jones, a guy I want on the end of my bench, Josh Downs, keep an eye on him. He's a guy that's probably going to be picked up off the waiver wire. We have no clarity on the tight end here, so don't draft the Colts tight end. We'll address that on the waiver wire when it's time. So Anthony Richardson or bust for the Colts. Draft Anthony Richardson, boys. Uh, 45 minutes in, and we're only on the Falcons. We're almost, almost there. Do we, so what do I have left here? I'm on the AFC South, and man, oh, man, I got to get to the West yet. So we're making good time. Okay, I got about 20 minutes left in this video. So if you're still with me, don't forget to like the video, subscribe if you're new, share it to your grandma and all your good peoples. Uh, but anyways, here we go. Let's take a breath. Falcons. Bijan London picks. End of list. Bijan Robinson's worth a first round pick. He's a top five running back this year. You do not see running backs go in the top 10 in the NFL draft very often. When they do, you want them on your fantasy team. They're probably a top five running back. They're probably a top 10 running back at worst. The Falcons run the ball more than any team in the league. Bijan Robinson, man, take him at the end of the first round. Enjoy. Enjoy. Like, I'm serious. Like, he's that freaking good. I love Bijan Robinson. Algier's still going to get touches. Patterson's still going to get touches, but Bijan's going to get 20 touches a game. Okay. He's really freaking good. Uh, London, I'd rather have Drake London over Kyle Pitts. The usage I saw from Kyle Pitts in preseason was concerning. Honestly, guys, I'm okay with crossing him off the list. If you don't want Kyle Pitts, Take Pat Frymuth instead. He's so much safer. Take Njoku. Take Evan Ingram. I, I want to root for Kyle Pitts, but I I'm kind of with the, the popularity idea here that I need to see it, man. I need to see it before I buy it. I'm not spending a seventh-round pick on a guy that I'm not going to be happy with, okay? I, I want to grab someone that I'm super in love with in the seventh round. I want to bet on Kyle Pitts, no doubt, but, man... I don't trust him. I need to see it. Maybe we'll evaluate that next year. So basically, I'm telling you guys, don't draft Kyle Pitts this year. Draft Drake London, okay? That's my take. I'm going hard to the hoop with Drake London. I want him on my team as my wide receiver three. He looks really good with Desmond Ritter. He's going to lead the team in receptions, yards, targets, and receiving touchdowns. Drake London is that dude. He was like the eighth overall pick a year ago. So the Falcons have two. They have three top ten picks on offense. Bijan, London, and Pitts. Take Bijan. Take London. Don't care about anybody else on this team. Desmond Ritter is a QB2 for Superflex. If he can't get it done, it's Taylor Heineke time. That's all I need to spend time on the Falcons. New Orleans Saints. 
It's Chris Olave all day, every day, end of the second round, early third round. Chris Olave is a top 12 wide receiver. You can get him as your wide receiver two, and sometimes you can get him as your wide receiver three, but that requires a three wide receiver start. I love Chris Olave. Stamp it, replace it with, like, that's that's it. This is a Chris Olave take. New Orleans Saints are Chris Olave. Draft him, draft him, draft him. Um, after that, <clears throat> I don't know who the best player is going to be. I think it's going to rotate. Derek Carr is a super flex QB2 only. Not interested in QB1 leagues. We just can't trust him. Um, Jamal Williams will be a running back two flex for the first three games. Uh, Kendra Miller, draft him and put him on the end of your bench as one of your last picks. I'm fine with that. I think you might see this backfield emerge. It's going to need an injury for some clarity, but the guy you want on your, your RB2 spot every week is going to be Alvin Kamara. You know, he looks good in the preseason. Like he looked like he was rejuvenated. He's got the court carrying off of his shoulders. Now you can draft Kamara in the sixth or seventh round, find a guy to just start for three weeks. When Kamara comes back, like he's going to have so much juice. He's going to be a running back too. He's going to be a really good pick. So it's a lobbying Kamara. That's going to move this offense. Michael Thomas can be your fourth receiver on your bench. Shahid Shahid falls in that category. Of wide receiver threes like Osborne Gallup and whatnot. Might be a guy on the end of your bench. If Thomas gets hurt, we're all talking about Shahid on the waiver wire. And then the big takeaway here is because tight ends suck sometimes. Like, Jawan Johnson's free in drafts. He is an elite tight end, I think, this year. I think he's a top 10, top 12 upside tight end. Derek Carr loves him, catching a ton of passes in summer training camp right now. So I like the Saints. You should, too. And if you play in standard league, draft Taysom Hill. End of your bench, just draft Taysom Hill. Dude's going to run, throw, and catch touchdowns this year. Keep an eye on A.T. Perry. Not drafting him, but... Kendra Miller deserves, you know, a last spot on your bench. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rashad White, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, end the list. I'll move on. It's going to be bad for Tampa Bay guys. They're playing for the first or second overall pick. We're going to see Kyle Trask at some point here. I honestly don't even know if Mayfield is draftable in the Superflex leagues. Rashad White can be a, a running back, too, for PPR leagues. But, again, I'm so nervous about this Buccaneer offense. But there's no depth behind him. He's going to get the touches. Uh, Godwin and Evans are both wide receiver threes this year, but again, I'm just, I'm so nervous. I like the other players in the situations better where they're being drafted. So honestly, if you want to avoid Tampa Bay, I get it, but white Godwin Evans, you can make an argument for keep an eye on Kate Otten, who I think has got some dynasty appeal as a tight end. Panthers. I honestly don't know if there's any Panthers on one of my teams this year, guys, Bryce Young's a super flex option. Miles Sanders is a running back too, who we just don't trust. I don't think he's a good receiving back. I think he's a decent running back, but I don't expect the Panthers to be playing good football this year, especially not early. I'm taking other, I'm taking Damian Pierce. I'm taking Dave Montgomery over Sanders. Sanders can be a running back too. Just know that I'm nervous about the Panthers. Offense didn't look great in preseason. They're going to work through a lot of things all season. It's going to be a long year. Okay. To say the least. Um, don't draft Adam Thielen. I just I don't see the value here, guys. Thielen, Chark, Mingo. We're never going to feel good about these guys in our lineups. If you want to draft one of them, make Mingo your last pick. He might be the rookie that emerges here. Hayden Hurst might be the best pick on this whole team as a tight end because tight end sucks. He could be a guy that gets four or five catches a game as a security blanket. So I don't want to spend too much time on the Panthers. Honestly, I, I don't think they're going to be very fantasy relevant this year. I'd be shocked if they are, to be honest with you. Uh, 49ers. Take CMC. I don't need to tell you to take CMC. He's a top five pick. He's a top three pick. He's a top two RB. He's a top one RB. Take him in full PPR league. We can argue in standard, whatever. 
Uh, Elijah Mitchell is penciled in as the RB2, but I don't know if I need to draft the running back two for Christian McCaffrey. We'll get that off the waiver wire because I just don't want to burn a roster spot waiting for the best running back in football to get hurt. Okay. Debo Samuel can be your wide receiver two. Brandon Ayuk can be your wide receiver three. I like both at ADP. Yes, I prefer Brandon Ayuk. I think he's the better receiving talent. Debo's the better physical talent. Like the dude's a running back in a wide receiver position. He's really freaking good. Okay. Uh, Debo just costs a third, fourth round pick. Ayuk costs a fifth, sixth round pick. So I love both guys at ADP. Take whatever one you want. Uh, George Kittle, I'm out on George Kittle this year, guys. He had a career season last year with touchdowns. That's coming down dramatically. He's also got an injury right now, an adductor strain, which is in the groin region. I'm out on Kittle. Give me Waller. Give me Kitt, uh, give me Waller, Goddard, Frymuth in that order, okay? George Kittle is Kyle Pitts to me. And then Brock Purdy, super flex only. We'll see about Sam Darnold. Trey Lance is dead. 49ers, yeah. Oh, the Rams. You can take Cooper Cup, you know, fifth overall. Outside of that, I'm probably out. I think Cam Akers is kind of like Miles Sanders. Like, I want him to be a running back, too. I just don't trust him all season because I, I don't trust the Rams all season. Matthew Stafford's another year older. Offensive line, defense is going to suck. Like, there's a lot of negative things going for the Rams right now. Where Akers is being drafted, there's probably five other running backs that I like. I do like Cam Akers. When he falls to me, I'll, I'll take him. Uh, but I just – there's – I don't want to draft the Rams, you know, that, and that's kind of my, my case with Cooper cup. Give me Tyree kill. Give me Travis Kelsey. Give me those elite offenses over whatever the Rams are going to be. Right. So I'm personally out on the Rams. Stafford can be a QB two for Superflex. Sure. Cam makers can be RB two, but I like, I think they're going to use Kieran Williams. I think Cooper cups, the only piece on this offense that you can touch. Higby can be a low end tight end one man. Jefferson two, two Atwell. We're never going to feel comfortable with these guys. The Rams are a best ball offense for me. Cardinals, good freaking luck. Tyler Murray in a super flex league, draft him as your QB3. Otherwise, we're not touching the QBs. James Conner, volume, like he's got to stay healthy. He can be a running back too until he's healthy, you know? Um, I just, I don't want to draft the Cardinals guys. Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, Mike Wilson, Trey McBride. Like, I'm rooting for these guys here, but they're going to be playing for the number one pick. This could just be a complete dumpster fire come fantasy playoffs. Honestly, guys, sure, Connor can be your RB2. Sure, Marquise Brown can be your wide receiver three flex. Sleeper here is Michael Wilson, Trey McBride. I just, I'm not buying Zach Ertz being healthy all year. McBride can be a waiver wire tight end at some point here, but I just, I'm wasting my time with the Cardinals, guys. The Seahawks are the team you want. On your fantasy team this year. Uh, Geno Smith is a fringe QB1. He's an excellent QB2 in Superflex leagues. I think Kenneth Walker is a, a running back two in standard half PPR leagues. I'm not excited in full PPR leagues. I want Charbonnet on my team. Full PPR and half PPR, I want Charbonnet on my team. He is the third down back. And uh, shout out Aiden Tobin. I think he's the goal line back. I think Jack Charbonnet is the goal line back here. Uh, DK Metcalf. My favorite play on the Seahawks. I love him round three. I don't get why people say he's overpriced when he's being drafted as the 15th receiver overall when that's what he was last year where he only caught six touchdowns. The dude's going to catch 10-plus touchdowns this year. Take DK Metcalf. Put him at your wide receiver two. He's going to be a top 10, top 12 receiver this year. Take Tyler Lockett as your wide receiver three. He's going way too cheap. I love JSN, but he's got a broken bone in his wrist. Not sure if he's going to play week one. We'll see. There's a lot of you know speculation here. If he's balling in drafts, I'll grab him. But as of right now, the pecking order is DK, Lockett, and then Njigba. We'll see. 
Uh, Noah Fant's undraftable. So this is a really good offense. Like Geno, Walker, Charbonnet, Metcalf, Lockett, and the Jigba. Grab these dudes. I'll say keep an eye on BJ Dallas and Kenny McIntosh. Otherwise, there's really nothing else left on the Seattle's offense. All right, guys, we're almost there. We're at 55 minutes. We're on time here. Let's take our time here and enjoy the best division in football. Starting up, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Mahomes, Pacheco, McKinnon, Sky Moore, Travis Kelsey. Those are the Chiefs I'm drafting in redraft. I don't need to tell you to take Mahomes, guys. He's the best quarterback in football. Maybe not the best quarterback in fantasy football, but he's a top three fantasy football quarterback. So end of second, third round, whatever you need. If you want to stack him with Kelsey, that's cool. I love Mahomes. You guys should too. Now, the running back room, I like Pacheco where he's going right now. He's been kind of discounted the last month or two because he's not practicing, but he's cleared for contact now, and he is practicing. You can legit pencil in Pacheco as your RB2. Now, I do think Pacheco has more value in a standard to half PPR league than he does in a full PPR because he's McKinnon's a pass catcher. Clyde edwards helaire is a better pass catcher, okay? So McKinnon gets docked in a full PPR league, but I still like him as my RB2, even in a full PPR league, because he's going to be the touchdown guy. Uh, McKinnon, he's your he's a more of a bench running back that I want to whip out when I need to as my RB2 flex. Uh, McKinnon's a PPR only play for me. MBS, he's going to lead the team in snaps. Okay, he's going to be on the field the most as a wide receiver. Not saying he's a great pick, but he's worth a spot on the end of your bench. He might be your last pick in the draft. Take MBS, take a shot on a Chiefs receiver. The guy you want is clearly Sky Moore to me. He's the starting slot receiver for Patrick Mahomes. He's better than Juju Smith-Schuster was, and Juju was a wide receiver three last year. Sky Moore is going to uh, take a year two leap. He's been primed. He's ready to roll. He's the starting slot receiver. Take Kadarius Tony at your own risk, guys. I am not clicking on Kadarius Tony. I'm not clicking on him in the 15th round, even the 16th round. I just don't care for Kadarius Tony. Sure, he could. If I lose my fantasy league because I didn't take Kadarius Tony, so be it. Okay, so be it. I'm taking Sky Moore as my wide receiver four or five on the bench, round eight, round nine, round 10. I don't need to tell you to take Travis Kelsey. To me, he's the fifth, sixth, seventh best player to take in the draft. Okay, this might be the last year we can take Travis Kelsey in the first round. Do it, enjoy it, have fun. Keep an eye on Rasheed Rice, Richie James, Justin Ross, and Justin Watson. I don't think you should be drafting these guys in redraft league. Maybe Rasheed Rice, but we'll watch the waiver wire for them. Watch the waiver wire for Clyde Edwards-Lair. It's a lot of junk back here. So Mahomes, Pacheco, McKinnon, Skymore, Travis Kelsey, those are the only must-drafts for the Chiefs. Raiders. <clears throat> I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the Raiders because I don't know what Josh Jacobs is going to do. <clears throat> if Josh Jacobs reports to camp... By the time you draft, draft him as your running back one. Otherwise, draft him as your RB2. If he's not reporting to camp yet, draft him as your RB2. If Josh Jacobs is not in camp, Zamir White should continue to be drafted because he will be the starting running back week one. And even if Josh Jacobs reports to camp, Zamir White's worth the last pick of your draft, okay? He's the clear handcuff. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Superflex, QB2-3, whatever. You're taking Devontae Adams, though. Personally... Devontae Adams feels like Derrick Henry of wide receivers. I love Devontae Adams. He's one of the best players in the league at his position, right? But he's on the wrong side of 30. He's on a team that I don't trust. And um, he just he looks better as a running a wide receiver too. I, I don't know if he's a top five upside guy anymore. I think he slots in. Like if you want to start your draft with CeeDee Lamb and Devontae Adams, that looks fun, okay? Like pencil him in as a wide receiver too. That's where I think he looks best and has the best value. Uh, I do think Jacoby Myers has sleeper value on my bench. 
I'm drafting him. Keep an eye on Hunter Renfro. And I just, I'm not buying Mayer or, or Austin Hooper this year. I just, I, if I'm drafting a Raider, it's Jacobs, it's Adams, it's Myers, and Zamir White, end of list. I just, the vibes in Oakland, man, or Las Vegas are not great. And now we get to the team that I like. I, I, if you guys watch my stuff, the Packers are my team, the Chargers are my second team, okay? This is the team you want to target. Justin Herbert will throw for 5,000 yards and he will flirt for the lead league in touchdowns. Justin Herbert is the best QB value in redraft leagues this year. He is, I'd rather have Justin Herbert than any other quarterback this year, guys. He's being drafted in the fifth or the sixth round right now. He's going to be a top three, top five QB for the things I mentioned before. He's thrown for 5,000 yards. He's going to flirt with 40 touchdowns, okay? The Chargers offense is going to be, it's going to be the new greatest show on turf, okay? They're going to air the hell out of the ball. Herbert is that dude. He's got paid. They got him new weapons. It's all there for Herbert. My plan is in a one QB league, it's Justin Herbert or I'm going for the, I like Lawrence, but otherwise I'm going for the two QBs with Anthony Richardson. Okay. Take Herbert, take Austin Eckler with a top four pick. Okay. He's worth it. He's not going to get the receiving volume that he did last year, but he's still bankable as a top three, top five running back in full PPR settings. Don't know who the RB two is, but I'm betting it's Josh Kelly. Keenan Allen is not injury prone. Find the numbers. You can argue with me in the comments. He's not injury prone, okay? Keenan Allen is a fringe wide receiver one. He does look best as a wide receiver two. He's a full PPR play for me, maybe in half PPR, probably not in standard. Whereas Mike Williams is the inverse. I want all the Mike Williams in standard. I want him in half PPR. I could do without in full PPR, but honestly, guys, Mike Williams might be the best wide receiver value in the entire fantasy draft this year. He is really, really good. He's a great outside receiver, but He's going to be in the slot a little bit more this year, okay? His weekly four or five-point stinker games are going to now be, you know, seven, eight-point flops. His floor is going to be higher, and his ceiling could be just even higher as well. I love Mike Williams, okay? Draft him. He's going for 1,000 yards. He's going to flirt with 10 touchdowns, maybe 70 to 80 receptions, okay? He's discount T. Higgins, okay? Quentin Johnston, Put him on your bench as, you know, one of the rookie wide receiver stashes, but I, I'm nervous about Josh Palmer, you know, eating into his workload. I think Palmer is a good backup receiver. Uh, Everett can be your tight end too. You know, if you want to draft Dalton Kincaid and Gerald Everett, I'm cool with it. Gerald Everett and Josh, uh, Jake Ferguson, I'm cool with it. Just draft Chargers, guys. Please, 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 please draft Chargers. This is going to be one of the it offenses of the year. All right, last but not least, Harris Harris's Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's a super flex QB2. Not interested in QB1 leagues. He could be nice, sure. If you want to take Russell Wilson and Anthony Richardson, try it. You know, I'm cool with it. But look, we got to talk about these running backs because I think Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan are very interesting pieces. When I draft Javante Williams, and he's going higher and higher and higher, too high right now, um, I'm not starting Javante or uh, I'm not starting Javante Williams week one. I'm just not doing it because there's too much unknown. And kind of like Brees Hall, I don't like drafting running backs coming off serious knee injuries it's going to take a while for him to be himself yeah he's going to get you know receptions and, and, and stuff like that but p ryan's a good back they're going to use p ryan until javante is ready to take over so be patient with javante when you take him take another running back to start for september that's my best advice if you want javante williams you're not wrong he, he will be a startable running back two, fringe running back one at some point this year, but you have to hedge your bet. You have to take Jamal Williams. You have to take Brian Robinson, Gibson. Start a, Take a running back that you can start over Javante. Take Pacheco. Pacheco and Javante are a nice compliment, okay? 
I think Javante's got league winning upside, but not in September. You want Javante in December. Samaje Piran's just going to be one of those guys that gets a lot of work. You know, he's going to get 12 to 15 touches every game. I like, he's, he's kind of like AJ Dillon to me, where he's going to be a running back two almost every week, eight to 10 fantasy points. He's solid. He could leave the team in touchdowns. Draft Samaje Piran. I like him. If you want to draft Javante and Samaje, do it. You can, dra- you can put Samaje out there week one. Now, the receivers, Judy, Sutton, Mims are all draftable assets. I think Jared Judy looks best as a wide receiver two. He technically looks best as a wide receiver three, though. I think I'm ready for him to take the leap. But again, he's one of those guys that hasn't really shown it yet. He did show it at the end of the year last year, but we need to we need to finally see it. So if you can get Judy as your wide receiver three, sign me up. Wide receiver two, that's where his expectations should be. But I think he can outperform expectations as your three. Sutton can be your wide receiver three flex. He's a guy that you probably want on your bench as your fourth receiver, but don't sleep on Sutton. I think he could, you know, perform pretty well this year, flirt with a thousand yards, whatever. Uh, Marvin Mims, man, put him on your team as one of your last picks. You want to take a rookie receiver, take Marvin Mims, take Jaden Reed. You know, some of those guys that could, they're one injury away from being a, a, a lock solid starter. Mims is going to be on the field a lot for three wide receiver sets. We'll see. I like him a lot. Dulcich concerns me. Adam Troutman's the starting tight end. He's going to be on the field a lot more because he can block. Dulcich can't block, but he's the receiving tight end. So I don't think you're ever going to feel good about Dulcich in your lineup for a week, but he can be your tight end too in case, you know, shit happens. So uh, that's where we're at with the Broncos. But I am out of breath, guys. That's it. That's it. That's the ultimate draft guide. If you guys are drafting this weekend, let me know in the comments. I, I'm just curious. Most of my drafts are Labor Day weekend. That's when I really need to study and get things done. So hopefully this draft this, this draft guide helps you guys get ready for your drafts this weekend. I will be doing a condensed version of this same video next week. So that's why this is called part one. Part two, I'm going to do rapid fire. Try and get it to about 30, 40 minutes. So if you have to watch one video, this is it. Send it to a friend. It helps me helps the channel grow, guys. We're trying to hit a thousand subscribers before Detroit, Kansas City kicks off week one. So send us out, help us grow. Thank you guys so much for your time. Check out the fantasyfellowship.com. Everything's free this year on the fellowship, guys. I'm doing this for free. All the rankings, all the website stuff, it's all there for you guys to use. Just like the video, subscribe, share it with a friend, share it with your grandma. I don't care. We'll see you guys in a future video. Thank you for your time. Peace. Mm-hmm.